chapter 12, and I want to, I want to, uh, I want to begin, uh, I want to continue with Abraham, <clears throat> but I want to begin reading from verse 10. Amen. I got a lot of verses today. All right. And so we're going to look at it together. Genesis chapter 12, verse 10. Now watch this. We've been following Abraham or Abram as he took his faith move, right? He's come to the place where he's between Ai and Bethel. I told you that last week. Uh, he chose Bethel, right? He chose the house of God. Amen. And so now let's see what happens. Verse 10. Now there was a famine in the land. So Abram went down to Egypt to sojourn there for the famine was severe in the land. And it came about when he came near to Egypt, he said to his wife, to Sarah, his, Sarai, his wife, see now I know that you are a fine woman beautiful woman and when the Egyptians see you they will say this is his wife and they will kill me but they will let you live please say to please say that you are my sister so that it may go well with me because of you now was he lying there's a, some commentators say that was his sister and that I may live on the account of you. And it came about when Abram came into Egypt. The Egyptians saw that the woman was beautiful. Pharaoh's officials saw her and praised her to Pharaoh. And the woman was taken into Pharaoh's house. Therefore he treated Abraham well for her sake. And gave her him sheep and oxen. <laughs> And donkeys and male and female servants and female donkeys and camels. I want to talk about this morning hmm, when your faith fails. When your faith fails face to face, Abraham. It is apparent to me that. Um, Life can change in the blink of an eye. One day you can be up on the mountain. And then the next day <clears throat> you can be in the valley. The question that I have today is, what do you do when things get hard in your life. Now, many of us, we have what I call coping mechanisms. Uh, sometimes we stand, stand still. Sometimes we run. Sometimes we hide. And um, sometimes we just panic. What do you do when things get hard, though, in your faith life? We all have options. We have opinions and we have opportunities that will arise in that very moment. Some are by divine appointment and some are by demonic 
influence. I wish I had somebody. You see, it's when your faith is being tested and you you feel like you have no way out, someone will show up to cause you to compromise what you believe and you feel that that's your best option. All right. All right. All right. Amen. Now, you think that that man was your only option out. You felt like, well, this is all I have, so I give in. And then you end up compromising what you believe in the first place. You let him move in to pay the rent. Come on, help me somebody. Because you felt like, hey, but when God gave you the house, He blessed you. When God gave you the car, he blessed you. Amen. But when things get hard, this is a good message today. You better listen to me. When things get hard in your life, there are options. There are opportunities. Amen. And there are by divine appointments, amen, choices. But we have to discern what is from God and what is from the devil. Are you following me? People panic when they face impossible circumstances, even strong people of faith. They react rather than pray. They respond rather than Trust God's plan. Are you following me? We make irrational decisions that may cost us even more than it did had we stayed still. Do I have anybody? Picture this. You finally muster up the strength to walk by faith. Did you think it was going to be easy? Did you really think that the devil was going to like let you get away with something that pleases God? Without faith, it is impossible to please God. But when we step out on faith, when we move by faith and we start pleasing God, the devil begins to work overtime. On us. Are you with me? Picture this. (laughs) You took the faith leap. You got revelation from God. You got inspiration from God. You got the word of God. You came to the house of God. AI and Bethel. Watch this. And now when things get hard. What do you do Abram? Let me tell you something about not trusting God. It will cause you to lie. It will cause you to compromise. It will cause you to do some things that you really don't want to do, but you're doing it anyhow for survival. But can I help somebody with something? When you step out on faith, you got to trust and believe that the God you serve is spirit. 
They that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. You can't see God, but God is working right now in your life. What you thought was difficult is God working, Romans 8, 28. Come on, somebody. That God works all things together for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. Now, I'm not going to get on Abe too bad. But this portion of Abram's life reminds me of the first part of his life. When God initially called him, he did not go, but watch this. It took death for him to move, for him to really hear the voice of God. Can I say this to you? When you hear the voice of God the first time, believe it and stand on it and believe that 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 and stand on it because God does not change. People tell me all the time, God told me this, Pastor. But from the moment life gets hard, Oh, I wish I had somebody. Y'all want me to speak in tongues to get you excited? Moment it gets hard. Oh, I don't think that was God. For some reason, God has changed his mind. But it's interesting to me. He's, he's, Abram is labeled as the father of faith. Strong men get weak sometimes. Strong people get weak sometimes. But what you one thing you cannot compromise is your faith walk. God ain't changing. He meant what he said. When he told Abram to leave your father, leave your country and go. He meant that. But watch this. Somehow we believe that when God tells us to go, that everything I told my wife today, I said, listen, you don't even understand the type of attacks I come under. What y'all see here, if you only knew what's going on behind the scenes. Because I choose, I made a choice to stand for what's right, to live what's right, to do what's right. And the devil will never leave me alone. As long as I live, as long as I stand in my position and stay with the Lord. And it's the same thing with you. You are part of this. And whenever life gets tough, what you and I have to learn to do is remember what God told you at first. It's interesting to me, verse 10. It says, now there was a famine in the land. So Abram did what? You know, you know how you know you're leaving God? Because you keep going down. You keep getting further and further away from the pulpit. Matter of fact, you started in the front row, but here you are now. You're trying to be an usher. You want to do church in the parking lot. And now you just want to do church online because you can't come in the presence of God. It's too hot up in here for you. What is a famine? A famine means that there's a lack of what? 
resources, money, food, whatever it is. The famine was severe. Did God not know that the famine was coming? Did not God told you to go to Canaan? Wait a minute. Hold on a second. You know what happens when we, when we, when we panic? We don't see God. But we don't remember who sent us. Because all we're thinking about... Give me the first point anyhow. This is what happens when your faith fails. What do you say? Huh? Seeking only to save yourself. That's it. That's all we think about, saints. Look at the text. The text says this famine was severe and it came about when he came near. God did not tell Abraham to do this. Abraham decided that he was going to go down to Egypt. Now, the responsible man says, well, what do you do, Pastor? Ain't no food. Stuff is hard. Stuff is drying up. That's what any man would do for his family. Well, let me ask you this question. When you're panicking, do you remember what God told you initially? Do you, have you forgotten where you camped out at? Lord have mercy. I'm trying to help somebody. You see, you see, you see, the, 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 the true hero here in the story, or the true heroism in this, is to hold fast your integrity, to resist all temptation, to save yourself at all cost of the, at the cost of the truth. Stand when you don't see stuff happening. Hold on when it looks so devastating that you look like everything is going to fall apart. Stand on the word that God gave you. I know, I know. Amen, amen goes right there. Ouch, amen, oh thank you. Watch this, watch this. The text says it came about when he came near to Egypt. He said to his wife, what did he say to his wife? He says, see now I know that you're, listen, you're a beautiful woman. Who is Abram thinking about? Was he thinking about? Was he really thinking about saving his family? Watch the plot in the story. And when the Egyptians see you, now how would you know all this, Abram? When the Egyptians see you, they will say, this is your wife. And they will kill me. He's seeking to save himself. Why didn't you go back up and back out to Haran? Y'all ain't trying to hear me. This was convenient. You know what? Egypt is symbolic of the world. So after Abram trusted God at Bethel, guess what? He made a choice still to go back to the world. Pressure will make you go back to the world. Pain will cause you to go back to the world. Come on, somebody. Recession will cause you to go back to the world. Listen, I want to help somebody with something. The recession does not affect the believer if the believer keeps on trusting God. 
Abram allowed his fear to grip him. Watch this. Watch this. He was, watch this. He was interested in his carnal gratification. Listen, 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 listen to me. The text says, please say, verse 13, that you are my sister so that it may go well with who? All I see in this text is me, 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 me. Sisters, let me help you with something. If a man is only thinking about me, 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 I ain't going to tell you what to do. He's too much into himself. But here's the thing, saints. I want to ask you a question. Are you only seeking only to save yourself? Listen, when God calls you to walk by faith, you can't always be thinking. You cannot think about you. Because here's the thing. When you told people that God told me, this is why I keep telling people, quit saying what God said because you don't know what God says. Now, if you quote God's word, I'm going to hang with that. But here's the thing. If you keep telling me, God told me, God told me, and then five months later, a year later, two years later, five years later, you're telling me that God has changed. God does not change his mind. Are you following me? When things get hard in your life, When things get tough in your life, hold on to his word. His word is true. He does not lie. But watch the man of faith. Watch his faith failing. Here's a man that we, we, listen, that we admire. Listen, we admire Job. They all have, but you know what this tells us, right? It tells us that, that we are fragile. But watch this. Watch this. And, 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 and I, I'm, I'm going to show you something that's really, really deep about this passage, okay? Look at verse look at verse 14. It came about when Abram came into Egypt, the Egyptians saw the woman was very beautiful. Right? So the Egyptians had the lust of the eyes. All they did was, they didn't want to worry about character. They just looked at, man, she's fine. I want her. And imagine this. Imagine this. Imagine this, women, that you didn't have a choice. But here your husband is plotting because he's panicking. Causing you to lie because he's trying to save himself. And I know some of you women will do that because you're so much in love. Because you're loyal. This is the Bible is deep to me. Amen. Look at verse. Look at verse fifteen. Pharaoh's officials saw her. Huh? Then what? They praised. They and and what? And praised her to what? Man, you should see this PYT that just came in. I don't know where she from, but she looked different. And I ain't talking about different like that. She ain't special. She looked good. What? Watch this. And he praised her to Pharaoh, and the woman was what? Taken. You know what this says about Sarai? She was a submissive woman. She went along with her husband's lies. Men, let me help you with something. 
<laughs> it's not good to save yourself at the sacrifice of somebody else. Honestly. Your own wife, you're willing to compromise her to save you. I would rather take the chance to die than to save myself. Because if God be for me, y'all ain't trying to hear me. What are you going to do the next time things get hard in your life? What are you going to do? Are you going to just panic and think the worst and quit and give up in life? But here's the next thing, verse 15. It says, Pharaoh's officials saw her and praised her to Pharaoh, and the woman was taken into Pharaoh's house. Second thing is, when your faith fails, you're sacrificing your standards. You know what Abram did? You know what Abram did? Abram compromised for comfortability. He lived with a lie. Watch this. Here's what he did. He gave his wife to Pharaoh. Like, what you think Pharaoh was going to do with your wife? Oh, come on, baby. Come on in. Have a seat. Let's just talk about it. <laughs> you think it was just a conversation that he was going to have with her? I mean, let me, let me ask you a question. What, what standards do you compromise? You said you wouldn't, but you did. Come on, somebody. For a ride, you better Uber. Can I get an amen? Some? <laughs> I'm just saying, like, 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 ask yourself a question. What standards do you have as a woman? As a man? Seriously, like, like you said, like, no, nah, that's, I'm, I, listen. I mean this and I ain't changing. Can I help you with something? When your life gets tough, that's when your standards are put to the test to see if that's what you really believe. A lot of us are just talking. We just talk. We talk. We talk a lot. We talk a lot about what we, man, I, man I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Man, if that was me, if that, you could talk about if that was you all day long. But when it is you, nothing looks like the Bible. Nothing. Abram, who had faith, he sacrificed his standards. Can I help you with that? In, in verse 15, Sarah's abducted, okay? Can I, tell you, can I tell you what happened here now? Can I tell you culturally what's going on now? All right. So here's what happens. Whenever a woman is brought in for the pharaoh, Okay? Here's what they would do. They would take her and they would put her in the chambers and they would begin to prepare her to present her 
to the king. Some commentators have suggested that sometimes it it took a two-year period to prepare her two to ten years to prepare her because when she walked in, she had to walk just right. If she was misstepped, she's dead. They had to purify her. Made sure she was not, made sure she was a virgin and make sure that she was purified before they brought her. Wait a minute. What, what is, what is Abram thinking? Like your wife is abducted here, right? And she's in a pagan land being prepared to be brought to Pharaoh. Two to ten year deal. Sarah was 65 years old and she was fine. Let's just say it was two years. The next point I want to tell you is this. Not only do you sacrifice your standards, but the next thing is this. You begin to settle again. Again. This should have been a familiar picture for Abram, but it wasn't. Because Abram, let me show you what guys do after they they use you up. Look at verse uh, 16. And I'm about to close. What does verse 16 say? It says what? Therefore, he, Pharaoh, treated what? In, in modern terminology, this is called pimping. <laughs> Tricking. That's what it is. Because if your wife <laughs> is in a chamber being prepared for another man because your faith failed because of famine in the land because you thought you couldn't make it through this, it's called pimping. Why you're being treated what? What? They gave him sheep. Come on, y'all. That's payment. Is that payment? <laughs> Who's benefiting from this deal? We are trying to save our lives. Donkeys, male and female servants. Watch this. Abram's possession increased, but he didn't lose no sleep over it. He didn't. Listen, the last point is important. Because I think that this is where we all are, man. I don't have no 401k. I don't have retirement. I don't have, I'm going to fix all that later on in my life. But I'm going to say this. For 17 years, I've been pastoring this church. 22 years, I've been an entrepreneur. And I want to tell somebody something. 
I trust God's word. When I didn't have medical insurance, and I had to pay out of my pocket for my heart attack, and this, this, that, 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 that. Here's the thing. I never, I never worried about it. Because now I got insurance. See, I knew the day would come and I would get it. But my point is this. It didn't cause me to what? To quit on God. To change what I believe. And this last point is very important to all of us. Because I want you to know when you do this, your faith has failed. That job ain't going to give you no peace. No real security. When God blesses you, you have security. Abram's security was in the secular. This, their sin caused this. Why? They didn't see anything else. The woman that God used to bring the promised child in the plan of God, it was compromised, almost compromised. Can I tell you something? It's amazing when your faith starts failing. What you will do, what you'll put up with, what you say you wouldn't do. But I just want to encourage somebody here to tell you. If God said it, you better believe it. And never compromise. Because there's a famine in your life. Most people don't come to church and stand in front of the chair and wonder if it's going to hold them up. Most people don't come in here and study the chair and evaluate it and wonder if the chair has enough strength. They just sit down and that's what you call exercising your faith. Listen, the faith is not based on a feeling about the chair, but rather the confident trust that the chair will hold them up. The reverse is true. If a person says that they believe the chair can hold them up, but never sit down, they're not exercising faith because they did not act on what they say they believe. Faith, my brothers and sisters, is acting like God is telling the truth. That's what faith is. And when your life, it's going to get hard again. Listen, this temporary relief that you got now, it's not going to last. But if you put your faith in God and you hold on and you weather the storm, on the other side of it, you will see what God was trying to do in the first place. 
Watch this. The disciples, when they were on the boat, and I, this passage always messes me up, and he was asleep, and they were up there panicking. See, panic will cause you to forget everything. But it'll also forget it'll also cause you to forget why you were in the boat in the first place. If they would have like said, Oh, okay, there's got to be a test. Because why would he tell us to get in the boat? Come on, y'all, let's use our head for a minute. Why why would he tell us to get in the boat, right? Go to sleep. The storm comes, right? Why would he do that? Is he trying to kill us? No, what Jesus expected them to do was come down and just turn the boat and lay next to him. And say, listen, if you sleep, I'm asleep. And I'm trying to help somebody today to let you know something. Okay? No amount of money is going to solve your problem. Okay? No, no that money is not going to solve your problem. If you realize that when you trust God, he'll take your little. What if they would have stayed, though? I always ask the question, what if they would have stayed in Canaan? Would the story have been written differently? Of course it is. Next week, I'll show you when your faith fails, how it affects everybody that's with you. Amen? Give God a hand clap.